GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another edition of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to the galaxy far, far away with two members of the cast of Star Wars The Clone Wars. So without further ado, let us call upon the Force and bring them out. Our first guest is an actress and entrepreneur whose credits include That's So Raven and DC Superhero Girls. Today, she joins us as the originator and voice of Ahsoka Tano in Clone Wars, Rebels, and so much more. Please welcome back everyone's friend, Ashley Eckstein. Hello, everyone. Hi, Patty. Hey, Hi. Ashley. How are you been? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, yes, they're there. They're making the noise in the chat room. I promise you. Everything is good in your corner of the world? Everything's good. Everything's good. I've gotten to go to Disney World and actually I've been in the middle of the Star Wars universe because I'm actually writing a book. Uh, about Star Wars that comes out next year. So I've been in the middle of writing and my whole world has been Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> as it as it kind of has been for a few years now, I would think. <laughs> yes, yes. No, but it's it's even more immersed. It's it's a nonfiction book. So so I'm no, I'm not writing an Ahsoka story or a new fiction story it's it's nonfiction and it's it's a star wars lifestyle book so i'm i'm really excited about it and it'll come out i think this time next year well uh i certainly hope we will have you back to talk about that i'm looking forward to it as well and this is not your first book either you've uh you've done uh you've uh, you dabbled in in authoring before I have, I have, but it's so funny because I feel like a, a Padawan when it comes to writing. You know, I did a post about it on Instagram because I was very, very nervous about it. You know, I related it to the scene in Empire Strikes Back where Yoda is training Luke and Luke actually walks into that dark cave and, you know, he says, what's in there? And Yoda says, only what you take with you. And when I first went in to write this book, I had all these doubts, you know, thinking like, can I do this? I'm not sure I can do, you know, I, I don't know if I have enough experience. I don't know if I'm ready. I have all these fears. I'm not going to finish it. And I, I actually started watching that scene and I took a break from writing and then I came back and I did some, you know, mindfulness exercises and deep breaths. And I went back in with peace and calm. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm not, you know, gonna, I'm gonna leave the fear at the door and bring in nothing but, you know, positivity. And, and it's been great. So I'm still not done. <laughs> I've about half the book left to write, but, but it's getting there. Ashley, I'm so looking forward to this. Again, you have, among your so many talents, I have always uh, adored the fact that you have been a friend to fandom, and I, I really appreciate uh, you like 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 putting this out there. And again, just spreading the positivity and love across the Star Wars universe. Thank you so much, Patty. I that's that's uh, I guess I love that description because I really do. I get very protective of Star Wars fans, as Star Wars fans know. Star Wars fans have changed my life, and I've had such an amazing experience. And I feel like I have friends all over the world who are Star Wars fans. And so to be a friend of the fandom is is the best way, you know, to be described. Well, put that in your back pocket and keep it. It's yours. <laughs> and, and speaking of friends, let's bring out our next friend. He is an actor yeah. whose body of work includes Timeless and Jupiter's Legacy. Today, he joins us as the voice of Anakin Skywalker. Please welcome back Matt Lancher. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Matt. Hey, Ashley. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you doing, Sky? Good. Long time no see, Snips ish. Not really. <laughs> I've actually got to see Ashley a little bit more in the recent months than usual. We we actually just saw each other in Rhode Island, and yeah, it's always fun to catch up, right? Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. You know, we somebody once told me once you're in the Star Wars universe, you're in it for life, and I couldn't be more grateful to be. You know, the, the the line, you're stuck with me, Sky Guy, is very true because I think Matt Lanter is stuck with me for life. Yeah, I love it. I love it. What's up, Patty? Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem, Matt. Uh, how you how you doing in your corner of the world? I'm all right. I'm, I'm actually just getting over being sick. So I'm, I'm, I'm just back to the land of the living here. So, uh, you know, it's 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 nice to, to be virtually out and about here. So, yeah, this will be fun. Yeah. Yes, and for our audience, uh, no, they are not side by side together. Uh, they are actually in two different locations. Yeah. <laughs> and it, wait, wait, is it this, it'd be this side. I know. We're <laughs> <laughs> giving each other high fives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, friends, once again, thank you for joining us here on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. It's always a pleasure to have you here. And we're actually good to go to audience questions. So I said, let's go ahead and just jump right on in and see what we start off with. From Jessup, who wants to know, what did it feel like reprising your roles for season seven? <clears throat> I I mean, we we didn't know that was happening at all. Uh, it was very much a surprise to, to all of us. And and it's, it's really nice, I think, just in a creative storytelling way for Dave Filoni to kind of get to finish out his ideas and, and cap them off and... And I know it felt very open-ended for all of us as actors. And I know for you, the fans too. So it was, it was really nice that we kind of got to cap it off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I love Clone Wars era Ahsoka. I mean, I love Ahsoka at any age, but you know, I spent the most time in the Clone Wars and you know, I, it was interesting because I had, spent so much time learning to be older Ahsoka in Star Wars Rebels that I had to, you know, as Yoda says, unlearn what you have learned. And mm -hmm. I had to go back to my time, you know, when Ahsoka was a teenager. And so season seven Ahsoka though is, you know, cause it is after she's walked away from the Jedi order. So I think she is a bit, she's in a bit of a dark space. So she's somewhere in between, you know, like vocally, somewhere in between Clone Wars Ahsoka and Rebels Ahsoka. So I had fun finding her at that age. Very nice. There you go. Jessup, great question to start us off with. Thank you. And here's one from Sarah. Ah, what have been your favorite scenes to perform? Yeah, I mean, I, I always love, well, first of all, there's a lot of memorable scenes. And I, I, I think you could... You know, I, I sort of think back to all the scenes in terms of emotion and what was going on. I, I know Ashley would probably agree. One of our favorite scenes was, you know, on the stairs of the Jedi Temple there. That was just so meaningful to both of those characters and, and, and to the saga as a whole. I also really love just the light bantery scenes that might not necessarily be memorable to a fan because maybe not a lot was happening, but... I enjoyed performing those with James and with Ashley. And, you know, I think back to all these years of and, and all these numerous scenes we filmed that I really liked performing those as well. So yeah, two, two different like ends of the spectrum in terms of emotions, but. Yeah, there was, I was just watching um, one of the episodes the other day, Matt, and I, I don't remember the exact quotes, but, it, you know, Anakin had crashed and passed out 
and Ahsoka saved him. And I think, you know, Anakin woke up and was like, what happened? And Ahsoka was like, fighter crashed. I saved the day. You're welcome. We forget because we, we oftentimes go to those big moments that I think we forget that it's in those small moments. That's why I feel like we've all fallen in love with Anakin and Ahsoka and their relationship, or even the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan, like you said. It's really those small kind of witty exchanges that, that made us fall in love with them. So I agree with you completely. I, I you know, love some of the small moments. And then both Matt and I, we talk about it all the time. It's funny, we both love the Mortis trilogy, you know, performing those episodes and those scenes, they were really, as actors, really challenging. Just love the story and uh, think the animation is beautiful. So I love the finales, but I also love uh, the Mortis trilogy. Yeah, yeah very good. And 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 you, you both raised a very good point about, yes, these small moments. Because you, you couldn't have done as, as good or as long of a series with just heavy force and blood and thunder and Sturm und Drang and, and all this crazy stuff. There had to be, an, and again, these were characters. Anakin yeah. had a sense of humor. He, he really did. Sometimes his anger too, but he, yeah, they were, they were fleshed out. And it was, again, the, the magic of this series, what it really enabled the characters to breathe over a period of time. Yeah. And we got and to that understand the, the relationships between them in, in actually those small moments. And, and, and that's kind of where you, you just get to like, kind of just live and breathe with those characters, you know, just in the, in the small kind of behind the scenes moments, if you will. Well, sorry to elaborate on one more moment. Cause uh, like I said, in, in this book writing, I'm really going and I'm having to do a lot of research in the episode storm over rise. Soka doesn't listen to Anakin and, you know, she ends up losing a lot of her men in battle. And, you know, one of my favorite scenes in, in the whole series is, you know, Ahsoka is just completely devastated. And Anakin walks up and says, I'm disappointed in you, Snips. And mm -hmm. we see this whole conversation unfold about how Ahsoka failed. And it's a real teaching moment. And I think it's so important a, for their relationship to show, you know, that how far Ahsoka has come and how much she's grown. But B, I mean, I think we need to remember this show is so strong for kids and families. And it's important to see a character that we love fail, you know, mm. because we all fail in our everyday life. And to see her fail, but then... Anakin gave her, you know, he did let her know he was disappointed in her, but then he gave her constructive criticism and how to learn from it and, you know, that it was okay to fail. And I don't know, that scene is so powerful. I, I, I would agree. I would absolutely agree. And, and it, it turned, that scene in particular turned some of Tano's detractors into, okay, all right, all right, this is, this is being fleshed out and everything else other than the misconceptions of the character at the time. And I'll leave it at that. And Sarah, thank you. Great question. And what do we have next? From D, what are, are there attributes of your character that influence you in your life? Ashley, I, I know you take Ahsoka with you every day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, she'll speak on that because I've heard her and it's really amazing. But yeah, I, I for me, yeah, ab absolutely. I think Anakin is actually one of those characters that we can all relate to also. I think, you know, we all have 
shortcomings and and we react in certain ways that we probably don't want to after we think about it for a minute you know i i just think that that Anakin is someone you can learn from and also learn from his bad choices because he certainly makes a few. Yeah, but absolutely. I, you know, I, I sort of feel that way with, I mean, almost all my characters that I've gotten to play on camera or off camera, Wyatt from Timeless or, or George from Jupiter's Legacy or, you know, whatever, Liam from that. I, there's things that, that I take. I mean, I obviously, as actors, we put ourselves into the character and I think we kind of you know, kind of suck from those characters too. And then I think it, it all becomes a part of you. I mean, I find myself often like thinking of what, what would this kind of character do or think, or, you know, or I don't know, maybe, maybe I've even learned to stand up for myself a little bit more from someone like Anakin, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I think to Matt's point, we, we you always take a little piece of each character with and it, it, because you put so much into it, it, it sticks with you. But yeah, I mean, nothing's really stuck with me like Ahsoka. She's just completely changed my life. And, you know, in the beginning, I was I was cast really solely to bring my own personality to Ahsoka. So in the beginning, it was like, I she wasn't so much inspiring me, I was inspiring her. But then the tables totally turned, I would say, you know, halfway through the series when you know, uh, kind of when everyone else fell in love with her, I just fell in love with her as well. And I started asking myself, what would Ahsoka do? And, you know, she would guide my decisions. And, you know, to me, she just represents hope and light and, and helping others no matter what. And so I do, I, I try to be a real life version of her. So she very much inspires me. Fair, fair. There you go, D. Great question. Thank you for that one. And Bradley Baker, Matt. I'm like, is it yeah, he's on here asking us questions. <laughs> his his name came up on the last panel We're with the Voltron kids, and one of them said, "Oh yeah, D got me the, my Star Wars game." Well, so because I, D is literally a part of every single show you could ever imagine. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes, he is, and I am so glad for that. <laughs> Here's one from Christy. Ah, if you could write, if you could write the story arc for your character, what would you like it to be about? Hmm. Uh, Ashley, Either a full-blown arc uh, or, yeah. a side yeah. adverse, or a side adventure or... It's so, it's, it's so funny because this is this is a question that I have to be very careful to answer because one time somebody asked me this and I post I posted about it and I posted a picture of, of me next to Luke Skywalker and just something like, you know, hey, Sky Guy, so let me tell you about your dad. And it, it just like caused people to go crazy. And then I got a call from Dave Filoni saying, hey, you know, don't don't post those things. <laughs> and and, and I, it was literally just me as a fan, a, a joke, but not a joke, because of course I'd love to know so I forgot to talk to Luke. But that's just me as a fan. Like, I don't have any intel. Matt can, you know, Matt can back me up on this. Like, we work on a need to know basis. It's not For like sure. we have all these storylines yeah. in our head. Um, we don't know what happens until we go in and record. So we're just as much on uh, kind of lockdown as, as everyone else. So I <laughs> I don't really have a storyline because I, I also don't want to call from Dave Filoni saying, hey, don't talk about those things. <laughs> Ashley, you and Matt are both at liberty to invoke your rights under the Fifth Amendment. and. You may recuse yourself from this question for exactly those reasons. I, yes. 
I, I do have an answer. And obviously what I'm about to say is purely fictional and fun, but you know, Anakin has just been through so much that and in, in light of the season that's upon us, I would love to see just like a nice Christmas holiday with Anakin, his wife, his kids, and, and his mother coming to visit. Maybe they're all just sitting around having a, a turkey and a big glass of blue milk and just opening presents and just having a good time where there's just a lot of love going on, just good times, memories. Maybe they're even singing Christmas carols. I don't know. I just want, I want the sky to be happy. And you know, it's funny you say that, Matt, because like I said, I've been watching a lot of Star Wars lately between the movies and, and Clone Wars. And um, you just fall in love with Anakin so much during the Clone Wars because when you see his fall and then even in the original trilogy when he's, you know, Vader is redeemed. You just, you're, you are reminded of who he was in the Clone Wars and the good times and the hero yeah. that he was. And as, as a proud friend of Matt's, I think Matt did an amazing job bringing um, out the hero side of Anakin. And so, yeah, I mean, I love watching hero Anakin. The more <laughs> yeah. hero Anakin we can get, the better. Yeah, he's fun. He's fun. Uh, I agree. There you go, Christy. Thank you for that one. Hope we answered it as best as we're allowed to. <laughs> well, I can promise you, you're not going to be seeing Anakin and his mom and Luke and Leia and Padme at a dinner time, dinner table anytime soon. So I think my answer's safe from uh, Hold the powers on. be. Yes. What? What? <laughs> Yeah, right. The Galaxy Con okay. announces all attachment uh, to Mr. Landry's question. <laughs> right. Hey, can we talk about this holiday special for a minute, though? Because Absolutely. I just watched the Star Wars holiday special for the first time. Like the original one? Oh. The original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And I had heard about it. I've even seen like a clip or two. But now that I've watched it, I think the clip was like not very long. Because I found myself in disbelief. I'm like, what? What is this? It How is, does this even happen? It, it, I, 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 jo I joked about it. My, my geek stand up actor. The way I described it was, it was old Hollywood. The, the old entertainment system, like seventies, like sixties variety show mentality yeah, yeah, yeah. that did not, absolutely did not understand it. They thought it was like another Planet of the Apes type thing that the kids would be into and like they saw it was, didn't get it. And so they they just pushed it all through this very strange writing conceptualization meat grinder. And then we ended up with this so incredibly bizarre <laughs> thing of it. And, but again, it's like, you know, for years I told everybody, well, okay, yes, I, 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 had, I had a, a bootleg copy as we all did the VHS days. But I was like, okay, here it is. But I warn you, you might be better off living with your memories. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've seen it. I, I think oh. I've probably seen clips. It's not so much bad as bizarre. Yeah, it's just, yeah, just odd. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, it's, it's bizarre. You got to go watch it. It's right. like your, your brain can't even like, as weird as you think it could be, and, and then throw in like interpretive dances and it's just on so yeah go watch it I wonder what the ratings were when it originally came out though do we know gargantuan were they oh yeah well, there you it go was, it, was, it, it, it was the it was the, the very first thing after a new hope got released and all the kids we were losing our minds there's gonna be a new star wars thing and luke skywalker's in it and han solo is in it and 
what is this? So the so the business execs were happy. Just creatively, it's a it's a George <laughs> Lucas sure wasn't. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's but. you know, George's always been such a creative guy. You know, he's more he's more about the creativity than he ever was about the business. I have to assume. Not like I'm in the yeah, he just he just he just he he trusted them. He was just like, Yeah, yeah. sure, go ahead. I, I gotta yeah. read all this stuff, but it was like yeah. yeah, that's why it, to this day it's never gotten a formal, actual, true release. I've always yeah. said for years. I know. The, I think the uh, the Rift Tracks guys did a, a track on it. This was pretty good. So, so it is. It is. It is what it is, and it's yeah. out there. And yeah, everybody see it once. <laughs> Forget see about it, it once. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that'll and that'll do it. Ah, what do we have next? Here's one from Lucas. Ah, what is everybody's favorite bit of Star Wars memorabilia? Well, mine is my VHS copy of the holiday special, of course. Here, Matt, you answer that. I'll be right back. Oh, um, show and tell. Yeah, she's going to get it. I do. I do. I have quite a bit of stuff. I One thing I just really think is special, I had a fan build me a a metal lightsaber and it's it's constructed piece by piece and i i just thought that was really special it was uh it was meaningful and obviously it's an anakin saber and i still have it and they, they even went so far as to to put it in a little holder with a, a plaque that's got my name on it and it was just a really kind gift and gesture and i have it in my office and i love it oh that's awesome that's awesome I actually have, I mean, I have a lot of things. And one, a personal thing is I got to be at Big Rock Ranch where they made the Clone Wars on my birthday for a press event. And they surprised me with stormtroopers came in with a bunch of cupcakes and the, the whole uh, crew and whatever cast members were there. Matt, were you there? I I, I'm not sure. I know we've been up there yeah. a handful of times together, but I'm not, I don't remember yeah. that specific time. I'm trying to remember. It might have just been D, but everyone signed an Ahsoka action figure for me. So that's one of my prized possessions personally. But I do love my Ahsoka Sabres. So nice. Um, they, actually, one is green and one is blue right now. Let's see. So they changed color. These are the ones at the Disney parks. You can get them, but too. But I just think it's so cool how they change from green to blue. Wow. Nice. But these Very sabers cool. are amazing. And I keep them close by wherever I go. <laughs> yeah, do they fit in your purse? <laughs> I wish, yeah. <laughs> Like most people carry mace. <laughs> Ashley carries <laughs> lightsabers. <laughs> Can you even imagine? <laughs> oh, wait, forget your wallet. Can I have your autograph? Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Great question. Thank you. What do we have next? Here is one from Andre. <laughs> you could be Jedi or Sith. Which one would you be and why? I mean, I would I would be Jedi because look, the reality is you can say Sith and like we think that that'd be fun because you know it's like oh you know you're bad you know enemy whatever villains have more fun, but listen, the rule is there's only two and the other one's always coming for you. Someone's always coming for you. You can never sleep at night without knowing someone's coming for your job and your life. So I'd much rather be a Jedi, like where I can have a team and friends and still be freaking amazing <laughs> well i think i should say i'm no jedi oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
my voice went out as I was saying it. Literally, my throat said, nope, nope. Nope, not doing um, it, not today. All right, <laughs> let me get a sip of water. <laughs> so she's a Sith, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's like, I'm no Jedi. Uh, but no, I, you know, I, I would say Jedi, but I also love the reasons why Ahsoka is not a Jedi. Just not a Jedi. The, the, the question is Jedi or Sith. Oh, so well, come on, pick your, pick your I, battle, I, pick your corner. But I, I live in that area of gray, Matt. You can't, that's not the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well then she, definitely Jedi. She can, she can, she can, yeah, our guests can extrapolate the questions in any direction. I just read oh, them oh, off and then you go away where you want. change the rules. All right. <laughs> I was about to say we got no rules here, but uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I would echo what Matt says. You know, just just because Palpatine laughs doesn't mean he's having a good time. <laughs> good point. <laughs> and there you go, yeah, Andre. Great question. Oh, the people that look like they're happy are are not happy behind the scenes. So Palpatine probably, you know, was having a really hard time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, Andre. Fun question. Oh, what do we have next? Here's one from Lynn. Ah, what scene from the Clone Wars had the most impact on you? I mean, we kind of, you know, we kind of talked yeah. about this a little bit yeah. in a roundabout way, I guess. But yeah, no, I know I'll go back to the the scene where where you know Anakin's talking to uh, Ahsoka about leaving the Order, and it's super. The impact is super strong there. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, for me personally talking about that scene because that is one of my uh favorite scenes i think it just kind of gives gives you hope that you can always walk away from something you know if you're going through a dark time there's always hope and you know that that you do have the the freedom to walk away from something so i know that scene in particular has given a lot of people mm. hope uh, to walk away from from dark situations and you know or, or yeah. just someone that wants to start start over and start something new i mean sometimes we all get in situations where we feel like it's too late and yes. i can't start over and i think you can always start over you know it just soka walked away and down those stairs into nothing but you know she figured it out and went on to be one of the founders of the rebellion. And I think it's, it's never too late. And so that scene is very powerful. I will also, can I bring up also the scene from rebels where Anakin fought, uh, or I should say Vader fought Ahsoka. And I just say that because there wasn't obviously much in terms of performance for me as an actor, there wasn't much said at all, but just as a fan and reading into the scene and you know, what was going on in their heads. And there was just so much depth to the scene that wasn't even played on the surface. And um, just thinking about the, the relationship that they had and, you know, and, and just all the elements happening and all the things going on and how controlled at that point was Anakin. Was he totally gone? Was there a little bit of that in him? You know, the, the stuff that was said and vocalized, you know, was it, was it trickery? Was it sincere? Was it, there was just a lot to that scene just as a fan. So, yeah. Very much so. Because it it, it it was the, it was the downlet for both the characters. Yes, it was just like it's just like, are you Anakin? Are you in there at all? Yeah. It's like, no. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So Lynn, great question. Thank you so much. And let's roll another one. And this comes from Chris. Ah, how did each of you find yourselves into voice acting? Matt and I actually have a pretty similar story because we're both live action actors first, right, Matt? I mean, yep. you were mostly, yeah. So I, I started in theater in Orlando, Florida. Patty, you know, we, <laughs> we've, we have, we've talked about that. Yeah. Guys have the same roots and friends. And, but then I moved to LA to pursue film and television. And the bulk of my resume was on camera. And I just always had a dream of being the voice of a character. And so I begged my agent to send me out on, on voiceover auditions. And it took me quite a long time to, to, get my first big role, which was Ahsoka Tano. So I auditioned for four years. I booked a commercial or two. I was cast as two lead roles in an animated show and then recast, which mm. happens quite a bit where you get the role and then you lose it. And that is kind of a dark side to voiceover that does happen quite a bit. So I was in a pretty kind of bummed state when I auditioned for Ahsoka because I had been trying for a long time and Luckily, uh, Ahsoka came along and I was cast, And but I was very much a Padawan. I mean, it was my first big role and Matt and I were kind of, uh, you know, in similar similar places when we both got cast. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Matt, for you, the recasting for the role worked in your benefit, as I recall. It did. Yeah. I Right. There was a, there was a Anakin prior to me who actually recorded three or four episodes. And so, so actually the movie, the Clone Wars movie in like the next maybe two episodes is, is actually sort of not my performance. It's just me dubbing over his performance, which is a really difficult thing to do, especially like Ashley said, I was new to voiceover as well. And, and, and actually I've been recast in my favor on camera stuff too. One of my, my first series regular role on an ABC show, I was recast so you know as ashley said that yes it happens all the time but yeah but but for me it was i i was you know i was working on camera and uh totally random my, my manager had another client that was uh, getting into doing some voiceover stuff and he just said hey do you have any interest in voiceover i truthfully hadn't thought about it but i was like yeah let's let's go for it and so i went to an agency i i read you know, read some copy, they call it, for a couple of different agents and a great agency wanted to work with me and they just started sending me out on auditions and uh, yeah, almost came along. Ta-da. Yeah, and that's, yeah, nothing crazy, nothing, nothing insane. It's just normal. Yeah, and you know, Chris, the short answer is that's showbiz. Yeah. <laughs> but but persistence and working and yes, audition, audition, audition. Yeah. And, and take any notes they give you. Yeah. <laughs> And there you go, Chris. Great question. What do we have next? It's the question that comes up so often. We made a graphic for it, as you can tell. This time asked by Katrina. And what other fandom would you like to see have a crossover with the Clone Wars? And here we expand fandoms. Could, could be other fandom-based things, but also the New York Giants, world of Shakespeare, any type of world that uh, has a following, you'd like to see it crossed over into. Gosh. I I say 
uh, well, I, I've answered this question in the past, and I think it really would be fun to see a crossover with Doctor Who, you know, to see Anakin and Ahsoka get in the TARDIS, go on an adventure through space and time. I would love that. But actually, if you know me, you know I'm a massive Alice in Wonderland fan. Matt knows I've practically turned my house into Wonderland. Um, but to see an Ahsoka story that is where Ahsoka is Alice, like Ahsoka and Wonderland, but set in the Star Wars world, I think would be a really cool story. Maybe it's kind of when she walks down the, the steps after she walks away from the Jedi Order what happened in between from that moment until she met Trace and Rafa could be kind of a fun Wonderland story. I have a totally stupid one. So I just finished the show White Lotus season one on HBO. Uh, a lot of people are big fans of the show. If you've never seen it, essentially it's just people vacationing at a beautiful yeah, Hawaiian resort and all the craziness that they get into. I think that'd be really funny just to see like all of our Jedi's on their off time, you know, and, and, and some of the Sith too. Why not? And, and all of their, uh, you know, their issues that they have just vacationing at like a really nice Hawaiian resort. I could just see Anakin and Ahsoka sipping a pina colada and, you know, malls going by on a float or something. And just, like, I don't know, totally stupid, but it's in my head. So Master, I, I thought Jedi weren't supposed to drink alcohol. We're on it's, you know what? This is a, this is a new world. All right. <laughs> yeah. Matt, I think, you, I think you're really craving some, some holiday time, some off time. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, your answers have a similar theme. <laughs> Sub yeah. Subconscious, yeah. I need a break. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Ashley, just out of my own curiosity, since I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, which Doctor would you have in mind for the crossover? Ooh, probably. Well, my first Doctor was Matt Smith. So I, yeah, I, I love... An adventure with him but I did get to meet Jodie Whittaker and she was beyond lovely so an adventure yes. with her would be really cool too so I would pick one of the two of them I I yes Jodie is is yes I, I I hope I get a chance to host her because she's I I have I have adored her run as the doctor so yeah. very good Katrina great question thank you and what do we have next from Mabel What's the best advice you were ever given? Gosh. I don't know. Since we're on here because you guys know us from, you know, film and TV, I, I guess just in, 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 you know, trying to book jobs, it's, it's really pretty standard. You just, just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. I mean, cause I think you sort of mentioned it recastings, auditioning, 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 you know, you're going to get way more rejection than you do acceptance. You're going to turn down for a role tenfold what, what you get. So, you know, I don't know, just, just, just keep, you just keep trying. And we've all heard that thing, right? Like you fall off your horse, get on again. And um, but it's really true. You know, you just, you just got to keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. Don't give up. You know, you, you have too much talent to, to just let it go. So whether you think you do or you're not, you do. I heard a really good add-on to that that I quite like. If you fall off your horse, get it back on it. But after a while, maybe you need to switch horses. That's good. Yeah. Well, that's like what I say. When plan A fails, go to plan B. When plan B fails, go to plan C. Mm -hmm. Maybe not you know, necessarily that you need to 
stop riding horses, but yeah, change horses. Mm-hmm. I will also, also, you know, just don't, don't, don't let a, a, a fear of a failure stop you from doing something like, cause what's the worst that happens? You fail. So what, so what, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just thinking like uh, for, for myself, I, I was in Georgia before I started acting. I saved up a couple grand. I drove out to LA to pursue a dream and, had I, you know, a lot of people probably feel like it's out of reach. I can't do it. So what? Try it, you know. And if I, if it didn't work for me, I was just gonna drive back home, get get enough gas money to drive back home, and then figure it out. But it worked, yeah. so you know. Matt, you said something really important that I often do when I'm in fear of something. I always ask myself, "What is worst case scenario?" Yeah. Because I think it 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 takes away the fear a little bit when you <clears throat> actually truly face okay well what what is that worst case scenario if this just goes down sure. in flames what yeah. is that yeah. going to be and if you can face that if you can deal with that then yeah why not give it a try it's almost like it's almost like the the idea of failing is much bigger than actually realistically what happens if you fail yeah. you know and it's just the idea that keeps a lot of us from doing the things that we dream of doing yeah. Well, and that's why that scene that we talked about earlier with Anakin and Ahsoka, where Ahsoka failed and they talked about it. Like, you know, normally you don't you don't hear discussions about failures in shows or, you know, movies where it's it's constructive and it's a learning moment. Sure. And it's important to see that. It's important to see someone fail and it's important to see someone pick themselves back up and and keep going, but also learn from that failure. So yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, I don't want to repeat what Matt said because that is 100% some of the best advice I've ever gotten is about to keep going and, and never, you know, don't be afraid to fail. But I think I've talked a lot about this over the past, you know, year and a half. But growing up my whole life, my, my parents just drilled into, you know, our head, you treat others as you want to be treated and you treat others with kindness. But also growing up, I was always told by people like, oh, you're too nice. You're too nice. You need to be tougher. You need to be stronger. You're just, you're too kind. You're too nice. And it was always putting being nice and being kind down. Like that wasn't a strength. It was almost a weakness. So in my mind, I, I always, not that I was going to be any different, but I did look at kindness and, and being nice is, is a bit of a weakness is a bit of like a pushover. Um, but I've really learned over the past year and a half that actually being nice and being kind is a power. It's a strength. And I wish I had known that when I was younger because I, I felt like I was seeking a power that was something else and not realizing that kindness and, and, and being nice is powerful. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. Very well spoken. Very well spoken. And there you have it, Mabel. Great question. And on that note of being nice, GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Ashley, Matt, always has been an absolute pleasure. Any final words before we take our leave? No, it's been fun. You know, this is our second one with, with GalaxyCon. I, I personally love coming and hanging out and, you know, just having this panel with you guys and chatting. It's always fun, Ashley, you know, when I get together with you and thank you, Patty, for hosting. And yeah, and hopefully we'll, you know, get to see a few of you in the, in the, the individual chat rooms and the duo chats and stuff with me and Ashley. And hopefully we'll see you there. 
Yeah, I mean, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Thank you, Matt and Patty. And, you know, I just want to wish everyone a happy holidays. Yeah. You know, this time can be so stressful, um, especially after the past two years that we've gone through. A lot of people have lost loved ones. And so this is a really challenging time. So I don't know. I would challenge everyone. You know, the holidays really aren't about what gift you're giving or what gift you're receiving. I think the best gift we can give each other is just to be present and be there for them. Realize that every, everyone's going through their own thing and, you know, just to, again, spread kindness and, and be there for each other and spread love during this time, I think is, is the best thing we can do. So thank you all for sharing so much of your love with us over the years. I'm very grateful. Um, so happy holidays. Yep. It has been my absolute pleasure to serve you all. Once again, thank you for joining us on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you to our audience for joining us. And as always, thank you for your great questions. Hope to see everybody again soon. Until then, bye-bye, take care, happy holidays, and remember, smiles are free, spend them often.